everyone. Wishing you all a very happy Vijaya Dashmi. May you find victory of good over evil. I'm Shruti Kamati, podcast host. Welcome back to a new episode of season two of the podcast. In case you're new here, I would highly recommend you listen to the introduction episode. And to others, welcome back. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Stories of Infosec Journeys and on Twitter at Infosec Journeys. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to announce the podcast is partnered with B-Side Odisha, which is happening on 2nd December 2023. You can find the registration details in the episode description. Today with us, we have two very special guests, Asim Jhakar and Murtuja Barmat. Welcome to the podcast season two, Asim and Murtuja. I'm so excited uh, to have you both here. I'm so glad this is finally happening and I'm really excited to learn about your journeys. So why don't we begin with a quick introduction about yourself uh, in your own words. Uh, Asim, you want to go first? Yeah, so I'm Asim Jakar. I'm a co-founder of a company called uh, Payatu. And uh, I, along with Murtuja and uh, uh, some other more folks, we run a community called, a non-profit uh, community called NULT, the open security community. My day-to-day -day work includes uh, uh, product development. So I'm working on uh, a couple of uh, security products that we have just released for, for, for the public. That's about me. All right. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, Murtuza, do you want to go next? So yeah, myself, Murtuza, and uh, I manage null right now with the team of some people i started null with haseem around 2008 post null we started nullcon and then then started pi2 my current role at pi2 is basically managing consulting business of the pi2 and uh, at this point of time i am trying to manage null along with the pi2 as much as i can manage whatever weekend time i have all right. And that's uh, good to know. And uh, I don't think this is surprising, but uh, a few of the guests that I've interviewed for uh, season two, a lot of them did uh, mention Null and uh, that includes me as well. So Null has actually played a huge role in all our lives and it has had a really good impact. So thank you so much uh, for gaining the community. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm like really curious to know like uh, what uh, started your uh, security journey right and at what point did all of you like cross paths so I don't think that's a story I know I know a little bit about uh, Asim's uh, story because the last time we met he told me some part of it uh, but I think I would be interested to know how your uh, infosec journey got started and where did you all cross paths Murtuja, you start. so my infosec journey actually started because of my first job this is something that I tell to the pupil that the shape your career takes very less people are fortunate to decide while they are studying while they are doing their degree that where they want to go what they want to do move for most of them is accidental where they get their first job what the company asked them to do so for me as well it is like my first company was fortunately a security product company they used to develop a security product and i joined them as a developer and that's how my journey started I worked in my first company for almost three and a half years as a security product developer and then joined IBM. IBM also, I was in the team of security product development where Asim also joined just two, three months before me. And that's how we met. That's how we met. And then, then this null thing came up after years of working with the IBM as an idea to build a community, to make a community for security professionals. 
that's how that's what my journey is very simple very normal journey but the interesting thing or probably interesting part is like before even doing my engineering or my graduation in engineering the the blurry vision that i have about myself was that i wanted to start something of my own my company and during that time basically i do not have any idea what i want to do or how what kind of company i want to start the the again the blurry vision was we have one small business of i could say cycle so my my vision was that i will start a cycle factory <laughs> like but when i did my 12th or my higher hsc i was not sure how that path will i will achieve that goal or that vision that i have and the most common sense for me to like during my hsc that everybody is doing computer science learning java dot net and going to us so it makes sense to do graduation in computer science and then go to the industry and see what happened probably going to america was a one one dream that everybody had and i also follow that social norm of doing computer science and then joining a bachelor degree in computer and then master and then join the industry post 7 8 year of my journey in null and nullcon somehow that blurry vision that i have in back of my mind that got triggered and i convinced asiman antrish to start our own company take a risk of one two year nothing we are going to lose we already worked in industry for seven eight year then work will go back and work again fortunately only good thing was me for i was kind of have a belief that i was very hard worker so i was not very concerned that if i don't work in nanti for two year what happen i said let's try it if it work well and good i will go back and that's how we started pi2 so this is a short journey of me in terms of how did i started and how it landed up here wow that's that's such an interesting journey i'm sure uh, now looking back uh, you feel good about it that dreams do come true yeah yeah there is a there is a say or there is a yeah. say in this movie right agar aap koi cheez dil se chaho to koi kainat aapko lane mein lag jati hai so somehow whatever uh, uh, thought process you have somehow you normally go on that direction or you meet that path in the life if you just pick up that opportunity you will most likely hit once or twice in life that what you want to do you will hit that true true i agree i recently watched that movie and uh, it was very reassuring to you know uh, yeah. hear that dialogue the dialogue is from <laughs> a movie but actually the dialogue is from pahalo koyo book i don't i forget the book name okay all right asim do yeah. you want to talk a little bit about uh, your journey yeah 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 so i think some parts are similar to multiva and some parts are a bit dramatic so i think i took a u turn in my career so basically i was one of the backbenchers in school you know, never used to study you know, just barely pass and i think now i realize that i was not a dud but basically the way things were taught was you know not very interesting i think probably if uh, we were taught in a more you know hands on way i would be different but then anyways i mean it's good that i turned out this way because i'm very happy with what we have achieved anyway so uh, when college came you know, like every parents they wanted me to do engineering and other things i couldn't pass in any of the exams you know, because i just would not study you know, it was so boring to study i could waste time go out in the evening hang out with friends but you know studying was a very very painful thing so i didn't pass in any i even gave nda because my father wanted me to get into army i didn't even pass that because i didn't study obviously and then uh, came an opportunity for uh, hotel management uh, there was a hotel management college in uh, mangalore so i applied there and i got admitted and 
you know then i started my uh, hospitality uh, journey i found it interesting because you know you basically could do a lot of different things you had something to do with uh, cooking you had something to do with management and other stuff and then in second year there was this uh, uh, computer lab that started in our college so as soon as it started we were very curious to know what's happening and so we went uh, to the lab we looked at okay what softwares are installed and then i saw a software called uh, mirc that was very interesting and i asked the the lab instructor what is this and he told me this is a chatting software you can chat with anyone so i thought that's very interesting so i started using uh, mirc and soon uh, all my friends also started using mirc and we would sit for like 10 11 hours in the lab and that time it was very costly so we would spend all our money in just using uh, you know just sitting and chatting and then one day so there was this thing in mirc or irc called ops that you know you you get a privilege uh, and you become an op in a channel so everybody wanted to be an op so i just asked one of the ops the op guy okay how do you become an op in this mangalore channel you know, i really want to become an op And he said, "Okay, run this command on your uh, MIRC, and uh, you'll become an op." So, you know, I ran that command, and uh, I don't know what happened. We, I saw the blue screen for the first time, and then I restarted the machine and I asked him, "What did you do?" I was very angry, and then he started laughing, and he said, "Okay, you know, this is some issue, and this and that." And then I looked at a lot of messages coming with "I love you." dot htm and stuff so i really got interested i asked my instructor what is this you know why am i getting these messages he said it's a virus and what is a virus he says this will infect your computer and you know steal all your data and you would not have control over your computer I, i thought that's very interesting how do you get so much power on the computer i want to learn this he says you know you need to learn the basics first so then i thought for a few months and then i decided okay i'll start learning uh, c++ and c because that's what my instructor told me that you can write programs with this that was third year i did c c++ while studying uh, and then i went back home in the last year and i said uh, i don't want to continue with hotel management my father said you finish this do your mba and then you decide what you want to do i said no i can't do mba i want to do computers because i want to learn how to hack systems and he laughed but then finally he agreed and that's how then i got admitted to Uh, masters of computer applications i did completed my mcl still did not know much about uh, writing you know creating antivirus and then i got rejected in one of the so there's one one of the very large services organization based out of us uh, they rejected me i felt very very rejected i cried and stuff and then a couple of days after uh, i got this uh, interview opportunity through our college to an antivirus company then i realized okay there is something called you know uh, higher power because you know this is what i wanted to do and i'm getting this opportunity so i cleared that interview and that's how my security experience started and then i got into another company where i did a lot of mail security work and then i got an opportunity to work at a, a, a very uh, interesting product so there is this company called uh, uh, internet security systems which was bought by ibm it was very famous at that time there's uh, it's now uh, also called ibm x force uh, so x force was pretty famous so we everyone wanted to work there so that's how we i joined ibm because i wanted to work on that so we were part of the development team for their uh, security products and then that's where uh, motuja joined and that's how everything started 
Wow, that was truly like very movie-like and dramatic uh, story, I would say. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is that uh, I never had the inspiration to start a company. It just happened. So I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Yeah, I truly believe in this quote of what's uh, meant to find you is going to find you. So I understand that that's exactly what happened here. You become hacker, I become entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I know we've talked about this before, but um, because this community has had a huge impact on so many uh, people's lives, including mine, I want to know like what led to the start of uh, Null Community. Asim, do you want to like talk okay. about yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So while we were in IBM, I always had this you know itch to you know, know more. And uh, unfortunately, there was there were not many people outside our circle who we could talk to. Just our team, and uh, there was no community outside. So we, I used to look at different communities. So I even joined Linux user group at that time because you know I thought maybe I'll find more people uh, to talk about security and learn from them. And then I saw OWASP, and and but the problem was OWASP was not active in India at that time, and that was the only I think security community globally at that time. So then, uh, you know, I thought if it's not there, then let's start one community. So then I spoke to Muttuja and other friends and I said, hey, let's try and start a community and then let's see what happens. Right. That's how we started. Uh, I remember there was a conference called Bar Camp uh, on those days. So we went to Bar yeah. Camp and Bar Camp Pune. And that's where we announced that we are going to start a security com- community. Anyone who's interested please join in. We'll, we're planning to have monthly meetings and stuff. And that's how we started the uh, the Null Pune chapter, to be precise. Yeah, I yeah. was pretty much Vella guy with no nothing to do on the weekend, <laughs> no girlfriend, very boring. So just I tagged along. Let's, let's go and see what happens. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's where uh, also you uh, met Akash and uh, had a conversation about starting the bank. It was through a tweet. That's what I remember him uh, yes. mentioning. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he tweeted that is there something something like this, and you know, there are, is there a community where people meet? I forgot the actual tweet, and then I tweeted back that we have started this thing called Null, and that's how then he said okay you know when we started discussing he said okay i'll try and start with the bangalore chapter and that's how it started the bangalore chapter started yeah 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 all right thank you so much again for starting null uh it has truly had a huge impact on our lives thanks a lot so i want to understand like you know uh what are some of the learnings and challenges that you faced while uh running the community what do you want to share a little bit on that sure yeah so initially when we started since it was new it was exciting people are very much interested towards this word hacking we got very good response right people are really wanted to learn hacking like what Asim told in his story right and that's what attracted them to become part of this community so first few year went very well I mean first few year was very very well in one and a half year we got six seven chapters across India mostly Bangalore Pune Mumbai Hyderabad all other places but once things become settled, right, when when people understand this is a normal thing now, everybody can learn by their own pace, internet become very widely available. Then it was, we started finding difficult to manage and run it because then the motivation of spending time on the weekend coming out of your comfort zone and being a part of community, delivering some value, learning something was not that because everything is available on the internet. 
and that's where challenges start coming up. So how to keep engaging people so that they come continue being a part of this community to contribute more uh, towards the community and to learn and grow from here. So biggest management from our my perspective is motivating people and managing people, especially when you are working on the community setup where you cannot force anybody to do anything. You just have to motivate them and give them the value or show them the value that how it will help you. And that becomes a, a bigger challenge during COVID. Unfortunately, everything stopped and everybody you know, stopped moving and all the chapter made that we used to do kind of put on the pause. I came to the pause. Restarting them again was the more biggest challenge that I faced. But somehow, slowly, we start pushing people, talking to them. And now everything again back to the normal. People have got this in the part of their life that they understand the value. Somehow we are still able to manage that value. A lot of things we want to do, but still it is on our agenda or plan. We're not able to execute. So somehow motivating people, telling them the value, telling them why they should be a part of community and continue doing so is the biggest challenge that I see. Logistic is not that big problem. If, if you are motivated, logistic can be managed. True, true. I agree with you on that. I one of the good stories that probably I just was reading one book about this why collaboration or social setup is very, very important. So there is one thought experiment. This guy named uh, Yuha Noval Harari has mentioned on this book, Sapiens, in which basically he says that, let's say if you are going on the plane and in the plane, I don't know what he called, but let's assume there is a one, one animal, gorilla kind of, and one human. They are going on the plane and plane crashes in the island. And now you, you don't have any help that you can get in next maybe one and a half to two years. So you and the one, one animal or gorilla, whatever you call it, always there in the island. What is the chances of you surviving? So being a one single guy with the one very dangerous animal, what are the chances that you will survive? The chance probably would be at less than 10%, right? Most likely you are going to die. But now just change the number to the 100 people and 100 animal or gorilla, whatever you want to call it. And the same thing happened. What are the chances of man or human civilization to survive? I mean, the group to survive become almost 100 percent yeah why because you collaborate yep. you live in social uh, a structure that give you a lot of idea and interaction to work with to collaborate and grow and that's why i feel community is very very important that if you're being a part of group then you can collaborate and learn a lot from the group that will help you to grow and survive and make it better that is the what one learning that i have learning this community and that's why somehow we still try to manage it because of the same reason yeah, teamwork for the win. To social structure, this give identity to give a identity to become part of one group that you identify yep. yourself, collaborate, yeah. work. That is the one aspect of the community that yeah. I would yeah. like to present and tell people the value of it. Yeah, I think uh, by also doing that, right, uh, it keeps your motivation levels high and you feel that need to uh, better yourself and uh, continue to associate with the community. So I guess that, that is something I learned uh, attending these meets that you constantly feel the need to uh, be around such people who motivate you and who may help you realize your potential as well, right? So that's why community... It all is about are... social and collaboration, right? That yep. everything comes down to the single core value that community yep. offers to you. True, true. Agree. All right. So with that, do you want to share a little bit on the story of Nalcon and how it has impacted the community from the time it started to now? So I think Nalcon was also pretty much a similar story. Uh, I think in 2008, I uh, gave a talk at uh, Black Hat Europe. And that was the time when we had uh, started uh, the Nal uh, community. And the 
so i had never been to any other conference uh, before that as a speaker so and, and the, the idea of power packed two days or three days with a lot of research being showcased and people coming from different parts of the world and sharing knowledge was really intriguing and what we were doing at null was kind of restricted to india and that that idea was you know really opened my eyes and so from there when i came back we discussed that uh, so we are doing monthly chapters why not you know do a one mega event where everyone can come and and we can also invite uh, researchers from outside uh, india to share their knowledge that will you know really help help the community and uh, that will create a bonding between you know we've been talking online to a lot of folks and it will be really good to meet everyone uh, physically that's how the journey started and we started thinking about how are we going to uh, you know how are we going to do the conference and i think during that time itself mutuja uh, had uh, uh, quit uh, the company and 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 i was also on the verge of uh, quitting the idea was that what we'll do is we'll run the community run the conference and do side gigs to you know to generate uh, some funds instead of working because working was the office work or the timings were coming in in the way of doing uh, expanding null and uh, doing the conference uh, i think till that time we did not have any uh, in specific intentions of starting a company and and then nullcon happened and uh, once we finished the conference we came back and we looked at each other and we spoke that we cannot run it like this uh, null is fine it's monthly meetings people come we do informal meets there are three talks but managing a two day conference with you know lot of logistics involved we just cannot do it uh, you know informally and that's when we decided okay let's do one thing let's register the company and run the conference uh, through the company if we are able to create a process and you know, uh, you know have it kind of professionally then we will take it uh, professionally and that's how then uh, we start the the idea was still that we will generate revenue from consulting right? we never had the uh, the thought process or at least i didn't have the thought process that you know we can generate some revenue and make it self sustainable the idea was do consulting get some money try sponsorship run the two day conference have fun with uh, all the friends then repeat yeah, so that's how uh, i mean both of these idea started but the interesting thing is that there there are some things in life which stick to you like in movies you call them cult classic so there's there's something that becomes a cult so for me and i i believe for a lot of other folks null and nalcon is that that cult you know because it's not that you know nalcon is special and others are not special it's just the right timing and that there was a void you know like something like how defcon probably started or how some other community or conference started and then it becomes kind of a cult there is not much commercial gains involved in it from the community perspective but you still love to be part of that uh, cult and so i think that that has been uh, that is something that i really like about uh, both null community and uh, nullcon conference yeah and, i mean uh, we all yeah. look forward to come to goa every year <laughs> for nalcon <laughs> yeah and 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 the way it has shaped i mean again i never imagined that you know this would be one of the pillars that will shape the infosec community in india 
I always thought, okay, we are running a community, we are running a conference, we are having fun, and that's it. But the way it has now, if you we look at it, the way it has transformed the industry, where there are a lot of uh, startups also coming up, and all mostly from uh, people from uh, the community itself. So yeah, it, it's really nice to see how the community has helped, how the people have helped each other to create this uh, strong uh, community and industry in the country. Yeah, I think you can say the impact has been very transformative for us as a community. Murtucha, is there something you want to add? No, I think, yeah, that's what Asim said is perfectly. That's how the journey has been so far. Okay, so in that case, uh, is there any specific advice that you want to share with the security community or any suggestions that you have for the community? Yeah, so the message that I have for the people who is being part of community or a people who 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 do not see the value in being part of community is basically people always think in the one one vector of uh, being a part of community that they learn something on cyber security. So most of the people have this idea in the mind that why I should go and learn somewhere in physical setup or talk to people. There is so much resources available on the inter- internet. I can learn from there. What normally I, I try to convey in terms of my message is being a part of community is not just learning one specific subject. It's more being a part of a social group where you make friends, you make network, you create a more better opportunity for your career being a part of that network because you don't know how the opportunity hit, hit you that, the way that it has for us, right? That always makes you better professional in terms of personal and professionally. If you go and speak, in the uh, uh, stage, take a stage, do a few informal talk. It enhances your soft skill, right? It, it, it makes you presentable. It makes you better communicator. So a lot of other things that people are not able to see being a part of community, which help them a lot. I mean, everybody can learn from the internet or YouTube or the online classes, but these are the things that you cannot get sitting at home. You can be good at what you're doing, but to grow professionally, you need a lot of other things to be a part of your personality that this kind of setup and community offer you. That is the advice that I have to people that always be a part of something. In my company, I tell people not only to be a part of this community, cyber community. If you if you love to be doing biking, join the biker group. If you, if you love to do tracking, join the tracker group, right? That that gives you your identity, that belonging, that where do we belong? What how do you identify with yourself? It's very, very important to be a part of community, some community that you, you would really love. If you are here just for the job, that's perfectly fine. We don't join. But something that you do, that you like, always try to be a part of community. It helps you a lot in many ways to survive, to grow in the social environment. Yeah, that's the message I have. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And thank you so much uh, for that lovely suggestion and advice. Uh, Asim, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much the the same. Uh, so when you are part of community, uh, you don't realize the, the uh, intangible learning and uh, uh, benefits that you are getting it's not like a, you do a training you give an exam and you get certified right that's tangible you can show a certificate that you've done something but being part of a community there is constant learning as Murtuja mentioned if you are giving a talk you are studying a subject which is giving you knowledge you are in, you know giving a talk which is improving your presentation skills communication skills and also, you know, uh, giving you the confidence to 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 present, uh, and then you get feedback 
on your talk, which will help you to enhance your knowledge uh, further. You build a network when you come to the meetings. So one of the things that I uh, related this to, and I also tell people is to watch uh, the movie 36 Chambers of Shaolin. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, if you have not, the, the idea is that the guy wants to learn uh, Kung Fu, Shaolin Kung Fu, to protect his village. And he goes to the Shaolin temple and the monks there, monks there tell him, okay, uh, we cannot take you like that. You stand here outside the uh, the practice area and you build something for us. Uh, we'll tell you what to build and then we'll decide whether we want to take you in for the training. So every day he's creating a structure, a wooden structure, and he's looking at uh, people practicing there. So people are all practicing uh, so there are these 36 chambers where there are different exercises to be done. Every day he does that. Every day he does that. And one day he gets really frustrated and goes to the monk and says, okay, now uh, I've done this. Take me in. So they say, no, we can't take you in. You have to go. Then they start fighting. So within the fight, the monks take him through each and every chamber. And he completes each and every task in the chamber, not realizing uh, when he's focused on fighting with the monk, but he doesn't realize that he's actually solving and doing all the 36 chambers exercise. And then they throw him out. When he goes back to the village, he's sad, he cries, and then there's a fight that breaks out. And suddenly he's able to you know, beat the bad guys. And then he looks at his hands and legs and he realizes that, oh my God, I've learned everything. So yeah, it was not a waste of time. So So there are a lot of intangible things that you get as part of community, which you don't Realize what you realize when you start using them, using your skills. Thank you. That's a very interesting perspective. I don't think I looked at it that way. Thanks a lot for sharing. So with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for taking time to be here and sharing your insights and experiences. It was lovely having you here. I'm really excited to see, um, you know, how uh, people are going to love this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shruti. That was it for today, listeners. I hope you all enjoyed learning about Asim and Murtaja's journey. In case you want to reach out to them, you can find them on LinkedIn and X, formerly known as Twitter. I have shared their details in the episode description. Also, you can now leave a review for each episode on the Spotify app. So do let us know what your thoughts are on this episode. And if you are an Apple podcast user, then don't forget to leave us a review there. Stay tuned for our next guest. Until then, stay safe and take care.